derelict ship dead ahead. I can see that, Mr. Pyle. Captain Nate Deming leaned forward in his chair, the motion creating gentle ripples in the water all around him, and studied the view through the forward window. The ship ahead of them must be one of those two they'd detected, but which one? All their long-range scanners had noted was the presence of two vessels close together, which was enough of an oddity in and of itself that he'd felt compelled to investigate. Now, one was gone and the other was floating— powerless and most likely lifeless if the gaping hole in its side was any indication. "'Bring us in close, Miss Mills,' he instructed. "'Let's take a closer look. Perhaps we can learn something about the victim and its attacker.' "'Aye, Captain,' Lizette Mills shifted her weight slightly, the wheel rotating gently beneath her small, skilled hands.' Her movements were as unconsciously erotic as ever, and Deming hid a small smile as he considered how many men, and perhaps a few women, on board the Dread Remora would pay a great deal to feel the touch of those same slender digits. The ship responded easily, slowing pace and swiveling about, so its sleek prow neatly brushed against the other ship's side. The Remora was long, slender, and hydrodynamic, an important factor beneath the waters of their homeworld. Its upper portion, however, was short, stocky, and bristling with weapons, a factor that was far more vital out here among the ether. "'Mr. Kesselman?' Deming called into the speaking tube, and was rewarded a second later with affirmation from the bosun standing by in the crew quarters. "'Ready a boarding party. Full arms, please. It looks dead, but let's not take any chances.' "'Aye, sir.' Kesselman was a good bosun, solid and loyal." He'd have his team selected and outfitted in a matter of minutes. In the meantime, Denning continued to consider the ship before them. What was it? Who had been on it? And what happened to it? "'Miss Scott,' he called into the speaking tube. As always, he felt a shiver of delight run through him when Amelia answered. "'What can you tell me about our friend here?' "'Not much yet, sir,' she answered." Deming could close his eyes and picture her down in engineering, her long features drawn in concentration, that dark braid swinging gently behind her. Her voice was soft and low, and thrilled him far more than Lizette's husky teasing ever had. A medium size, a lightly armored, minimal weapons. I'd guess a trader or a passenger ship, possibly a colonization vessel— Whatever hit it hit hard, though, burned right through the plating, fried the engines and the weapons. They probably didn't even get a shot off. He could hear the sadness in her voice. Amelia hated violence, particularly when it cost lives. She'd joined the Royal Navy for the adventure and the science, and had thought she was escaping any sign of bloodshed when she'd signed on to the Remora, the Navy's first-ever ether ship. Little had they known when they'd launched that they would find not a vast empty space, but an expanse teeming with life, filled with scores of other worlds and other cultures and other ships, some of whom preyed upon the weak, just like the predators back home. The HMES Remora might have transformed itself into the Dread Remora, feared pirate ship, but Deming and his crew were Royal Navy to the core— They did prey upon other ships, both to resupply and to maintain their cover, creating tales of horror to frighten most into steering clear of them, 
but they never did more damage than was necessary and never left their victims unable to fend for themselves, unless they were facing real pirates, in which case they acted as they would back home, eliminating the threat before it could endanger others. They would never hole an innocent ship and leave its people to die. Whoever had done this had shown no mercy, that much was already clear. Deming just hoped they had moved on in search of other kills. He didn't relish meeting such a monster.